<laughs> a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil. And evil. Not our real names. Nailed it. much man it's all right hey i think we're rolling oh we're just we're just gonna dive right in are we're, we diving we're... why not dive why not luganus this <laughs> is that a ref oh fell on death deaf ears my old school greg luganus diving reference oh so hey I... everybody <laughs> this, <laughs> on that this, note when this i just the, this crickets i just turfed out real hard hopefully the listeners will enjoy it hopefully we have a nice segment of of swimming enthusiasts who listen to this movie because we did a movie called swimming pool um did that do it no yeah there was there was there was swimming yes there was in the swimming pool there sure was there was dirtiest filthiest grossest swimming pool for a while there was cleaning yeah that's true well, welcome to A Little Independent, everybody, the podcast where two friends talk about independent, obscure, just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. All right. We're in yeah. the required uniform. I was just telling the story Uh-oh. Uh, on another podcast about meeting our patron saint. I don't think we should even say who he is. Have we? I mean, we have We've two dis- patron saints. We- the saint that's on our shirt? Yeah. And yeah. then- well, we, we probably every episode we represent him. Yeah, we, not represent. We reference. Correct. <laughs> when, you guys will get it. Email us at a little independent podcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. On the guesses of who do you think yeah. one of our two patron saints are? Um, and that was a long way to a plug. It sure was. Yeah, long walk. Well, Ryan, it just you know, it's nice that you can just go from one podcast to another like you do. He literally just shut down, folks, in a complete opposite t- style of podcast. No. <laughs> I walk in, I feel like I'm not ready, and he's like, hey, ho, let's go, and I'm... <laughs> it's your positive energy, man. Can we, can I we see warm you. up? You know, even, you know, we get a little workout, a little well, stretching. I got a warm-up for you. I have a built-in warm-up, because my movie, uh, and this is uh, the uh, corrections office... Uh, of my own doing uh we are on episode 14 currently is that correct sir <laughs> yeah we yeah a, yeah yeah there was a reference a little, in little scotland scuttlebutt. pa to the maybe the, maybe the 13th is the charm yeah. and her cones her ice cream cones and i'm like oh connecting it to the, being the 13th yeah. episode yeah a few folks i blew remember it. the previous episode ryan and i went at it about what number we were on so is there a retraction? Or what's... I, yeah, th- that was episode 13. I was 1,000% wrong. <laughs> don't know why. Uh, this is episode 14. And again, I don't know why we're counting them in numbers. It's just fun because I write it on my notes. But uh, we're doing a movie, shorter movie. So I wondered if this may be a shorter podcast. Probably not. But I have something at the top. Yeah. All right? So I have a little show and tell. Now, I recently received something in the mail. And I swear to you, I'm look at look at me in my eyes. I didn't look at this thing further than the cover because I got the plastic wrap off, and I'm like, why am I not unveiling this with Todd? Okay, so oh, so so you are unveiling it. Secondary, holy crap! 
Is that a record album? This is a record album. This is the only uh this is the only physical copy of the soundtrack to the Andy Sedaris film Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Wow. Which I just uh uh uh, ordered off Enjoy the Ride Records, not a sponsor, but it was an awesome experience. <laughs> we are enjoying this moment way too much. It, it, it's it's almost phallic. So, <laughs> well, I can't see under the table, but uh, there's an audible bump. Uh, so, what we're looking at here is, is the front of it. So, what are you seeing here? It's a, the kind of the traditional... The standard cover, yeah. Right? Yep. But there's like a... A 35 millimeter film reel in behind the DVD cover. Pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, so it says Hard Ticket to Hawaii and Andy Sedaris Film, music by Gary Stockdale and Kevin Kling- Klingler. And then across the top, we have original action, original, picture, yeah, yeah. soundtrack. So this is something of, a, of a, a win for us because since, you know, discovering these movies or, or rediscovering them, uh, that song... It's a yeah. great song, and he searched long and hard to yeah. find that song online, and lo and behold, it was on YouTube. They released but it on with the, uh, you know, the propeller engines in the beginning. Well, they so recorded like right it from, from the movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, that's all. They just put record on the movie. So um, it's a fold. Do you want me to look at the back? You want to look at the back first? Yeah, let's. Oh, oh <laughs> the famous helicopter. I swear blow. to God, I've not looked at this. I I wanted this to be. Oh shit. So this is an independent film, folks. Hard ticket to Hawaii. So this counts. Um, <laughs> so holy cow! So it's got Rowdy, and he's shooting the skateboarder. You see the explosion. <laughs> see the skateboard. Yep. And then the blow up doll. And the ever famous old school blow up doll. Oh my gosh! This and this is painted. It looks like a painting. Yeah. yeah. Um, artwork and layout design: Gareth Gibson. Art direction by other people. Copyright 1987. Now, look at all the songs. Yeah, I had no idea. I think they're short. They have to be. Because you got Sunset, String em Up, Scenery, and then the main ticket to Hard Ticket. String em Up? That's when they take the, the, the two local cops and hang them. Yeah, Morning Shower. Oh, we know that's Uh-huh. Snake, <laughs> Song, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Chang, Duel in the Sun, Traveling. Oh, this is great. Rosie. Would you, would you say we're promoting this movie hard yeah. right now? Yeah, we're giving it a hard ticket. Uh, side B, Rowdy Love. <laughs> <laughs> Getting Loaded, Frisbee 2, Rowdy's Raiders, Life's a Bitch, Then You Die. Two separate song titles. Life's a Bitch, Then You Die. <laughs> Which is a line in the movie. So we there for- must be music behind that. We forgot Seth. And there's so many more songs left. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Chang bang. <laughs> All right. And oh. So opening up the album like 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 Cat Scratch Fever or Frampton Comes Alive. Oh, boy. Look at it that. is a op- fold open album, and we have the famous Frisbee throw from the movie. Yeah. In, mid, in mid-flight. Rowdy's in his banana hammock here. <laughs> it's just like it's resting on his hand. But this looks like a painting. No, I as well. think it's going through the fingers, right? Yeah. Isn't there blood there? Yeah. And, and that's a painting as well. This is what's his name? He do they shades. He's a thrower. He's a <laughs> And where's his Uzi? Is the Uzi here? Oh, lack of attention to detail. Did he drop it? It's not on the ground, but it could be in the in the shadows back here. Look at that shirt. Look at that hair. Rowdy's hair. 
And so, Nin- 1987. I may have told you I picked. So there's three different vinyls. Uh, the the actual album to pick from. Yeah. And I picked. I forget the name of it, like Snake Blood Green or something, because when we did our showing of Hard Ticket to Hawaii here, that was blessed and sanctioned by Arlene Sedaris, producer on the film, I feel like we got a little something in because we named the snake Vera, and she recognized that. So I don't know if that's canon, but I think the snake's name is Vera. Like she said, I like it. I like Vera. So I'm gonna say the snake's name is Vera. You, you think that it was from that? No, because I remember we, we it said, was a coincidence. No, we named. I said, you know, we named the snake Vera because we had the stuffed snake at the showing, and Arlene emailed back like, "Oh, I like it. I like Vera because we had the snake on the picture. right, right." So I think the snake's name is Vera. And here, we, oh, <laughs> look at that! Albums don't look, look like that. that. Uh, Holy cow! It's not what I remember. Albums look like look. It looks like a laser disc. Um, there are 300 of these made. Wow. Is so, it numbered? Um, that's a good question. Oh, look. Razor blades around the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the snake in the, well, maybe that would be finger blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for some reason that was really gross. Yeah, that's, that's shades blood Finger blood. So well, anyway. That, yeah, that's that's the name of a, a punk band. I thought I would finger blood. <laughs> I thought I would share that moment with you opening our hard ticket album. And, and, and our many tens of thousands of listeners. So thanks for putting up with us. And yeah. now yeah. it's a visual bit. We will eventually do hard ticket to Hawaii, but everybody's going to get there early now. I don't know. After this, they're going to run right for the, uh, was on Amazon now, I believe? Um, I asked all, all 12. Uh, Alexa to play it. Oh, all the movies? Yeah. Yeah. You can get them. I think it's free with Prime, all 12. Through com. You can get them. The um, Blu-ray. The Blu-rays. I think Full Moon Entertainment as well. And then, um, yeah, on Amazon. And, um, yeah, I, the soundtrack, I asked Alexa to play it, and she played it, which was pretty cool. <laughs> it exists now. Yeah, the whole thing. Like, in, I hear the those, like, just dulcet tones and that tingy guitar and i'm just happy (laughs) yep yeah we will spend another show talking about the summer of sedaris there's a dozen films a transformative time in my life yeah well we did it you know in separate locations but then (laughs) shared it at work every day at the nausea of everyone in the lunchroom oh they loved it they (laughs) They were like what in the hell is wrong with these guys these guys are superstars is what they're saying i think one of them said in the distance who are those guys yeah probably i think i heard that they thought they knew us but they didn't so um last week's film was or last time's film i guess it wasn't last week was super fun and i decided to change up the comedy trajectory a little Uh bit um like i told you i felt kind of cheap not cheap but like i was betraying the podcast a little picking this movie because it's all over Netflix now, and there's a reason why, and I'll get to that. It's as independent as it gets, though. It's the most independent film we've done in 14 films. It's um, as far as two guys and a camera and budget. I mean, that's <laughs> all it is. That's true. Um, but it is, like I told you, a movie that I it was a one copy at the video store. Yeah. And the main thrust of this was the star Mark Duplass, um, and we'll get into him. But the film is called Creep. 2014, and our description, now see what you think. Okay. 
A young videographer answers an online ad for a one-day job in a remote town to record the last messages of a dying man. When he notices the man's odd behavior, he starts to question his intentions. So-so. He doesn't know that's what he's going to when he starts. It's not saying too much. And notices his odd behavior is kind of an interesting way to put it since, you know. That is true. It's odd from the (laughs) get-go. That's true. Literally from the moment he meets him. That is true. Um, It's billed as a horror thriller. Thriller? The jump scares, maybe? Does yeah, that kind of put know. it into is that, that more horror category? Yeah, I guess that's that's right. I mean, it, it is, I, yeah, I would call it a thriller because you don't know really what's going on. Um, and as Todd mentioned, it uh, it has two credited actors. Uh, first build, Patrick Bryce as Aaron. And I'm guessing you've never seen him in anything before. No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Have you? This. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I got a little history on him from an interview. Yeah, um, he's also, so there is a sequel to this movie. Now, I don't know that that betrays anything. We'll, we'll get through the movie, but um, he does appear in the sequel in an interesting way. Okay, I have not seen it because I didn't want to influence I, this one. I can't recommend it enough. I really, uh, if you oh, like I, this, I, yeah. Uh, in any way, or if you didn't, it's still, I think Mark Duplass's performance is unbelievable. Um, this, uh, he's also the director of this film. Uh, he was most noted for, so Creep and a movie called The Overnight with Jason Schwartzman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released these two movies at the same time. And I've got some kind of details on on some of those things as well. Um, Patrick Bryce also directed Corporate Animals, which is an interesting-looking movie with Demi Moore. It looks like a horror comedy. It's like a corporate retreat goes horribly wrong. Yeah, that's kind of his his groove, you know. It's I don't know about that other movie. Yeah, and he's got something on the docket for 2021 called There's Someone Inside Your House. Which is, <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just a working title. Um, and then it also stars Mark Duplass as Joseph – and I only knew him from The League, the TV show, which huh. is the impossible show that I love because it's based on fantasy football people. How about Safety Not Guaranteed? I saw The League first. Yeah, okay. Um, but then the first movie I think I saw him in was Safety Not Guaranteed. And what a stunner <laughs> that movie is. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I saw an interview with the two of them. And... Um, with the director and Mark Duplass? Yeah, just – or the two actors, the two guys. And uh, so they had filmed a movie three years prior to this interview called Peach Fuzz. Yeah, that's this movie. And then 50% of that movie is this movie, and then they filmed for a year and a half yep. getting the rest of it. That's why you see Mark Duplass's weight going up and down throughout uh, the movie. Yeah, off and on. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, you know, this movie was a long time coming. It, it was. And that's, I mean, the true true story of an independent. Mark Duplass was also in that movie that I just watched called The One I Love, where they go to this retreat and their exact doubles are there. Really interesting. Um, he was in Zero Dark Thirty. He's been in bigger stuff. Um, but the big thing about Mark Duplass is that he and his brother Jay have a production company called Duplass Brothers Productions, which produced 
the bronze that we did on this show. Oh, nice. So nice. He, this guy should be your fucking guy because he is the <laughs> champion of independent movies. Yeah. And he was that way in the interview too, you know? Yeah. And he talked about his production ability. He's like, I can get it 80% there, get all the bulk done. And then he says, I need the guy to get the other fine tuning 20%. And that's this guy, and he named like three people. Oh, well, and, that's and I think where, Jay might have even been. This one is of them. where Jason Blum comes in. You know who he is? Did you see him in any interviews? Uh, no. Okay, this is interesting. So, um, Duplass Brothers Productions—they produce about fifty-five films, including the Skeleton Quin- Twins, which is a great movie with Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. A bunch of TV miniseries. Um, a really great documentary that I've seen called Aspergers Are Us, which is about a comedy troupe and they're all on the spectrum and they do this like like live interactive show and it's really really pretty cool yeah um the film has no writing credits uh patrick bryce and mark duplass both have story credits because this entire film was improvised yep they said that there were five pages um of notes no like scenes an outline Yep. Yeah, just just a little bit of the brickwork, but like I said, it, half of it was already made, and then they spent a year and a half improvising because they played it for their peers. They played Peach and Fuzz, got feedback, and the feedback kept coming darker, darker, more more horror. Um, and this is how Christopher Guest works, you know, waiting for Guffman and A Mighty Wind, uh, in all of his movies. There's no script; it's yeah. just scenes, and they improvise the whole thing. Yeah, and I didn't know that the first time I watched this movie. The second time, it made it actually more interesting to me because of that fact. And there are three alternate endings, which I cannot find. And there's multiple, <laughs> multiple um, different takes on, on some of the scenes. So I'd okay. love to see some of that footage. Yeah. Yeah. I, the interview that I watched was after I had watched it for the Well, I looked up time. the DVD because I was going to buy the DVD to see if there's some alternate stuff on there. And I can't tell if, if there is or not. It does, Amazon doesn't doesn't tell you. Uh, I would think that it, at least the DVD or Blu-ray would have the alternate endings. That's I, a selling point. I would think so. There is no Blu-ray, just a DVD. That's how I watched it initially from the video store. Directed by Patrick Bryce. The tagline from the producers of Paranormal Activity and The Purge. That's what's <laughs> on the cover. Yeah. Now, I don't want to get mixed up, but Aaron, right, the guy who plays Aaron. Yeah, Patrick he, Bryce. He's also the director. Correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just wanted I to make thought- sure I- that was the same guy. He was a default director because, okay, guys, this is a found footage movie, collective groan, boo, boo, but it's it's done in a unique way and it serves the story. And I thought he may have been given director credit because he was the one holding the camera by default, but he was intentionally the director. Yeah, it's not found footage in the way that they're claiming it, like a mockumentary. They're claiming it to be a true story. But it was definitely inspired by the Blair Witch. I mean, that was my first note was Blair Witch, Blair Witch. <laughs> well, an hour kept... and 17 minutes, so it was a nice breezy runtime. Yeah. Do you, would you have been okay with it being longer? Were you okay with the runtime? Did it go fast for you or slow? There was one point where they made that really big jump cut that I thought there should have been. I thought it was too much, but it just when I found out they spent a year and a half filming and having to edit. But when they went from breakfast... Or it was actually lunch at the pancake place. The, yeah. To immediately it being nighttime, dark at the house. I mean, that was a severe jump cut there. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. No, it was okay. That was the only spot that comes to mind. So it premiered at South by Southwest. Got distribution at South by Southwest, which is cool. 
Yeah, that's a big one. Um, Patrick Bryce at South by Southwest was nominated for an Audience Award. Uh, he was also nominated for the Audience Choice Award at the Chicago International Film Festival. Yep, that's the two that I have written down. Mark Duplass was nominated for Best Actor at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Yeah, that's so, that, you're, shout you're out happy to Fangoria Magazine. <laughs> uh, Duplass, Duplass was the winner, Best Actor at the Fright Meter Awards. I didn't look that up. I, I wonder what, what that award is. looks like. Probably like a meter, a fright. <laughs> it's just a stack of clowns. A frightometer. It's a stack of clowns. And I thought this uh, winner, official Fantastic Panorama, special mention, the Catalonian International Film Festival. Catalonian. So Catalonia and Spain, Barcelona being the capital. Oh, and, and An you know, that's a spot. great lead-in from our previous movie when it ends with I've never been to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> and they have. So Crickets. did you know it was a, a first-person perspective or found footage movie coming in, and did that annoy you? I did not know. And no, it didn't annoy me. I mean, I just take it for, for what it is. But I found it really interesting the way they used the first person in a lot of different scenes. It was like yeah. you had to be to the to the point where you have suspended in your, your, your belief and you're into the story so much because when he's – pretending he's using the camera like it's his own eyes when he's looking for the guy and like making quick turns and stuff like it's actually him yeah when you wouldn't be doing that when your life's in danger and such but you had to by that point if you're not into the story enough then yeah you then you would have an issue yeah so we meet aaron at the beginning of the film in his car uh the date on the camera says 321 2012 which is interesting yep Got, um, got it in my notes. Same thing. I thought that was funny. They put that in there. And that's probably when they started, right? Because if you think it was released yeah. in 2015 or 14. Yeah, and it was filmed on some sort of camcorder, yeah. and the date time stamp was on there, yeah. so they left it. So yeah. that probably was legit. <laughs> and he says he's leaving the Flatlands. Uh, he's headed to Crestline, California. There's a Crestline, Ohio. This was filmed so in, in I was Crestline, a little, California. I was a little, you know, when I heard him say Crestline, because my parents actually lived there for a short while, so that was funny, and I knew that wasn't Ohio. Did, uh, did, it, did that look, oh, no, obviously No, not. the mountains, there's no mountains there. So it was literally filmed in Crestline, California, which is a town like northeast of um, uh, San Bernardino. So it's like right after the pavement ends. In, in the L.A., San Bernardino area. Is it in the Golden Triangle? The first bit of green. Isn't that in Pittsburgh? What's the triangle? The, weed, the green triangle? What's where all the three counties where all the weeds grown and all the bodies get stacked up? Oh. Buried him. <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> this is, you're, you're, you're bringing your alter obsession into this. My, yeah, my weed obsession? Because there isn't one. Okay. Your true crime obsession. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so Aaron has been hired, and does he say the amount of money he's getting for one day of work? Yeah, he does say $1,000. He's getting $1,000. At $1, some point, I don't remember if he says it in the car, but he says it at some point. And for one day of videography work, and I think it's funny, so I assume that because this was inspired by like a Craigslist situation, that he answered a Craigslist ad, but he assumes it's like a woman sitting alone in her house. Like he's worried it's going to be a creepy person, which is foreshadowing. But did he never talk to Joseph's character? Yeah, that's a really good point because 
he's kind of fan playing down a fantasy, you know, there's a yeah. 40 year old woman that might, you know, lonely and, uh, 40 dishy. So he, yeah, he doesn't know. So he's never verbally, what's going on. never heard the voice apparently. Although that's kind of misleading. Cause in the end, when he's doing, when he's setting up his new person, he's on the phone. Yes. Okay. Look, we're not going to poke holes in this thing. I mean, we can, we may, but you know, still a fun movie. Um, <laughs> So Aaron arrives at the house, and I, I noticed right away that there are shit tons of steps going up to that front door, and yeah. I'm like, fuck that house. And they're steep. I, I would not want to live yeah. there. No way. Yeah. Like, I can mean, you imagine? You come home from work, right? We're, you're dead, <laughs> dead freaking tired, and then you got to climb this freaking mountain. Yeah. How many times are you just like, not sleeping no. in my car? Screw it. <laughs> not going <Yeah>. in. <laughs> Monday through Thursday. <laughs> and, and and there is clearly no other way to get into the house. There's no like door to downstairs or anything. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's a neat looking house, I actually think. And yeah, and he comments on the color of the door, like that must have been in the ad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yellow so, was a yellow door, red door. And that's what's interesting is that the thrust of safety not guaranteed has to do with an ad in a newspaper. Oh. So Mark Duplass, he, he's got he's got a type. And Aaron arrives to the house, he knocks on the door, and nobody comes to the door. Yeah. And he rings this doorbell that's like- It's like one of those I, turning ones. I, I would have never, I, I didn't even know what the hell that was. And when he turned it and rang, I'm like, how did he know that was a doorbell? Yeah. Have you seen that before? Yeah. And, and it, you see it in older movies. You I know, have that never was an seen antiquated that. doorbell. Yeah. yeah, but holy, that was weird. So it's just, you know, a bell with a, with yeah. a crank on I mean, it. I wouldn't it have known to do that. the bell. Yeah. I would have just pounded on the door harder. And he goes down, he's like, ah, man, I I mean, I guess I assume he lives in LA, so it was maybe a two, three hour drive, and he's like, well, (laughs) screw it, I'm going to leave. And you get the first of our jump scares. This is the introduction to Joseph. Yeah. Now, jump scares, where are you, Do, do you like them, do they serve their purpose, you know, were you affected by any of them in this movie? This one had it where you knew... Every time when he was searching for him that a jump scare was coming, although it was one time where they didn't use it, which was I which was effective. Um no, I thought they were effective in this movie. Yeah. And and there was quite a number of them. Yeah. It was <laughs> And a lot of people think that that's bullshit. That's like you're hanging your hat on an easy scare. Uh-huh. But in a movie like this, I think your your mind is teed up for a jump scare. Because of the first-person perspective, yeah, you're just waiting for the next thing, but you're always wondering if I was in this situation, would I be still rolling this fucking camera? Yeah, well, that's it's <laughs> total Blair Witch. How yeah. dedicated is he to this? Right, thinking maybe because when it all goes off the rails, is he like, I'm going to use this as a documentary later, you're documenting my death? <laughs> but Joseph pops into the car and immediately, I he's just, I hate to say it, we're going to say it a bunch, I'm sure, creepy. <laughs> his smile, his hair, like Mark Duplass is an interesting looking guy. Like he's had different looks throughout time, but I think he's his face is just perfect for this movie. Yeah. I don't mean that as an insult at all. No, he he plays creepy really well Jesus. in this movie. I, I think I wrote that in capital letters. I mean, man, he plays creepy good. <laughs> and the fact that, like you said, they they just had conversations, but at the same time, he's got that underlying like. He knows he's doing it, 
and there's something behind it. Yeah. You know, he's still got that. I mean, he's an accomplished actor, obviously, you know, because he's got all that in there. The character is friendly, clearly, but his desperation and need for connection comes out. Like, I'm going to ask you several times, when would you have pieced the fuck out of this place? Uh, um, Top of the stairs. I think moment one. Top of the stairs, yeah. So what we find out is Joseph um, is in his family vacation home. He's wearing the weirdest. Did you clock his his like Adidas war, warm up pants? Yeah, the jogging suit. Had to suit. have been his wife's, <laughs> like his real wife. His real wife is actually part of this film. Is she the voice? She is the voice on the phone. Yeah, um, Kate Hazelton. She's awesome. She's in the league as well. Angela. And um, so he he says that he has hired him to document his a day in his life. Because he has cancer for a second or third time. Yeah, he gives him a full-on cancer speech that has come back to his brain. Like he, he brags he had cancer once, and he knocked <laughs> it right out. Yeah. Like he had agency over knocking the cancer right. out. Yeah, he did chemo. It wasn't the chemo. He's like, yeah. I knocked it right out. Yeah. And now he says, it's come back. I have a brain tumor. I have two or three months to live. But he says, I'm hoping I beat it. Yeah, and his wife... <laughs> Is pregnant with his unborn child. Angela is pregnant. So he's making this film for Buddy. For Buddy. We're calling it, and he says we're calling it yeah. Buddy. So right there, I was like, okay, there's no kid. He just called this child it. Peace out. Red flags immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's $1,000. Well, the guy clearly needs the money. Yes. You know, his car shows it. His demeanor shows it. And That's he gives true. It, and he gives him the money right away so that he won't peace out. I mean, this is this guy, you know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he may have done this before. Maybe. What I think is interesting is immediately when I first saw this movie and he references this video for his unborn son, uh-huh. I thought of the movie My Life with Michael Keaton. Well, he did reference it. And he does. Oh, and it's yeah. one of those moments where I'm like, oh, you were oh c- that's like My Life. And he references it. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> have you seen My Life with Michael Keaton? I have not. So I, I think I was in high school. And I was dating my girlfriend at the time. And I don't know what possessed us to see. Maybe I love Michael Keaton. You do. Right? And I know, I knew the plot of the movie. And this was back in the day where we got there early. The previous um, showing had not gotten out yet. So we're standing there and got our candy and popcorn. What city? Uh, this was in, in Chicago somewhere. Okay. And the the theater, the, the movie gets out, the, done, the doors open, and the most devastated-looking group of people come out of this movie. <laughs> Men, women alike, yeah. red eyes, sobbing, blowing their noses. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> Great date movie. And <laughs> damn, is it rough. There's even fucking Enya in the yeah. soundtrack, I think. I remember being like 12 or 13 years old and finally being allowed to go see Jaws. And it had been built up so much that I was like afraid, you know, and you know, a buddy's dad's dropping us off. There's a group of us boys. And I was doing that same thing. I was watching everybody's faces when they came out and it didn't disappoint. I'm like, oh shit, I'm in for it now. <laughs> I like the people throwing up and passing out, seeing the exorcist. So I have this weird connection to my life because I remember I was trying to do the manly thing and not cry. I was like leaning my head back. So the tears would roll back into my eyeballs. Um, but I, at some point absolutely broke just like everybody. And I remember thinking, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> like, 
I he died. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Like it, it's it's heartwarming. He, he like it's not a miracle at the end. He doesn't like turn into Batman. He dies, and yeah. it's sad as shit. Hence the look on on the faces when they come out. Oh my god! Um, and I I remember um, Joseph saying to Aaron, "I hope you're up for it." This video, yeah, which means if you're to believe him, this is going to be rough because he's going to be talking about you know, life lessons to his unborn son. Um, and I don't think it could start any creepier. <laughs> tubby time? The tubby. The tubby. I do not think, uh, again. Well, he runs upstairs like a bat out of hell. He, he runs he, away a lot. A lot, like really fast. <laughs> now, do you think that, obviously that's a character choice, uh-huh. but is that his manic manifestation of what he's going to do or is he trying to stop himself do you think i think it's just who he is you because know the it manic seems part like, of it, it seems like a, a childlike yeah uh reaction to just like okay we're going now and then like, you run upstairs catch me follow me you know yeah maybe that's it yeah so well, yeah he, he walks in on him and he's taking his clothes off and the and the tub's running you're like, Jeez. yeah <laughs> Aren't you piecing out yet, dude? Just say you know. If you if you know Mark Duplass, this man has no issue with nudity. No, he issue. said that in the yeah. interview. <laughs> and so he gets in the tub and he's pretending to give Buddy, his not yet born son, uh-huh. a bath. Tubby time. Tubby time. And he and he says his dad used to do it to him. Yeah, his dad comes up a couple of times, so that yeah. is interesting. But knowing that this is improvised. How does this scene affect you? Well, the stuff with the feet was was pretty good. Yeah, you know the the tootsies and you know and the you know that I mean that you can see that like if there were you do that with the babies. And know, at this point, part of you is like, okay, uh huh. You know, now knowing it's a horror movie going in, you know some horrible shit's going to happen. <laughs> but he's almost charming in a way. But then he slips into this kind of malaise where he says. What if I just end it now? Yeah, like why wait? Why wait? I only get I only got two or three months. I could I could end it right now. And I think that was after he was laying his son on his chest, his and then he just son and then he just right slips down into son. the water. He went into the the dark side with his son on his chest. Yeah, that's where he was, I believe, the last. And again, improvised. Uh huh. You're the other actor. Like, yeah. what's this fucking maniac about yeah, to yeah. do? And, and remember, it's all POV, you yeah. know, from the other guy's point of view. And he's and, under the water a and then, pretty decent amount of time. Yeah, the camera slowly moves in and then looks down at him. The bubble's coming up out of his nose and then jump scare. Now, <laughs> they had to have planned some of that, right? Like, so he knew where to put the camera. Because it, it sounds easy to do, but I'm yeah. sure it was logistically well, difficult. Well, you know, you could improvise a scene and then refilm it. Because, yeah, yeah, let's do this or let's yeah. do that. You know, maybe do a couple takes. Um, So I notice he calls Aaron buddy a lot as well. Yeah. It, it started, you reminded me, it started with the son. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But he calls Aaron buddy a lot. And after this bizarre bath, yeah. water comes into play again. They're going to go to uh, a healing stream, right? They're, yeah, in search of it. In search of the healing waters. Yep. And this is when from the from the Mexican lady at the taco stand. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he heard about Just this miraculous way. heart healing. That's what it was. Heart healing waters. Oh my god. 
So I would have just said, don't go chasing waterfalls and a little Michael Keaton reference. And you know, Oh, the other guys. Yeah. The Bravo. Oh, oh, Bravo, oh my, my friend. <laughs> now, I think this movie has done, has, has given us three like iconic shots. And not every movie does this. This is just for me. But so you've heard me talk about Peach Fuzz since I watched this movie. Yeah. And this is where we get introduced to Peach Fuzz. And Joseph says to Aaron, it's going to be cold. You probably need a coat. <laughs> it's in the closet over there. <laughs> and he sets this guy up yeah. to find a... To go open the closet to get a coat. And at the top of the closet is a werewolf mask. Scary as shit werewolf mask. I think so too. Oh, God, yeah. Now, here's my clip, because I there's so many different things I could have done from this movie. Is it the song? <laughs> this went viral, didn't it, on YouTube? Wasn't this like a... I don't, I, I don't remember. Because I saw it on YouTube, like, it's 33 oh, seconds really? long, yeah. So, um, this is Joseph's character explaining this mask. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great moment. Which is called Peach Fuzz. Yeah, which we could talk hours about why, you know, the creepiest werewolf mask ever made. Yeah, and, and again, did he improvise the name Peach Fuzz? Yeah, because well, that was the original movie. Yeah, and they, they said they scrapped it because they didn't want um, people wondering what Peach Fuzz was the entire time. And it's not that long. You sure it's not a Olivia Munn reference? Ooh. All right, so here we go. Um, this is the character of Joseph <laughs> explaining the scariest mask ever, Peach Fuzz. Oh, that's Peach Fuzz. That's, that's just Peach Fuzz. Say hello. Um, actually, you know, I'm glad this happened. Buddy, you're going to love this. So uh, Peach Fuzz is the friendly wolf, and uh, my dad created him, and he actually used to have this great kind of song and Peach Fuzz sings for little kids. Hello, my name is Peach Fuzz. I might look like I eat you up. But I'm as friendly as a rabbit. And I'd make a very good friend. Peach Fuzz, I am here. And there's nothing to see. If my father sang that to me, <laughs> yeah, it, it's I, it's I, worth I, it. Just go to YouTube; it's thirty three seconds long, and just watch that scene. It, it is, and it's so muffled because he's got the mask on. He's wearing the mask, yeah. and that's my first iconic shot of him going. Yeah, I know you can't see this, but he's got the mask on. He's got his hands out. Yeah, like, and I think for horror movie iconography, that's like an iconic horror oh, yeah. movie shot. That that. That was probably the cover of the movie when it was called Peach Fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peach Fuzz does make an appearance in Creep 2. Thank God. In case you're wondering. Thank God. I tried to, I looked it up to buy it and found an older Amazon listing for the exact mask that was in, and it said that was in. Are you serious? In the movie. Yeah. But it's Holy not on Amazon. It's not on Amazon anymore. It was an old, so they were selling it. There's one that looks very close on Amazon, but there was one listing I found. 
It was a review, and this is this is the exact mask in the movie. <laughs> yeah, so they were selling it for a while, and then I don't know what happened. So I wonder. I, I didn't research the origin of that mask, but that would be a cool story. Um, so they decide to go to the Mexican taco lady's suggestion uh, of the healing waters, and I love Joseph's exclaim exclamation: "Let's go cure some cancer!" Yeah, all happy. <laughs> like, go get them, tiger. And, you know, they get to this hike. And again, a lot of this seems, I guess, kind of normal to me. Like, it's a, a day. Yeah. I like the way this was played because Aaron, you know, the, the videographer guy, is clearly not going to be comfortable in the woods. You can tell he is not an outdoorsy type yeah. at all. And, you but know, neither does Duplass. And he's, he's in, but like, he's Adidas charging pants. through the woods. Like, you know, I mean, he's just charging up that mountain. And then and the he other runs guy, off again. well, Joseph runs off. Again. I was afraid that was going to happen to him. You know, I'm like, what, you know, and yeah, when he took off running the other guy, I'm like, oh, the other guy screwed. And then he starts getting really scared, scared because yeah. it's clear that they may be a little lost. He does. Well, he is. He doesn't know his way back. And is that when Joseph scares him again? And he yeah. talks about how, how it feels like you're, when you're going to die. Yeah, he just had a near-death experience, he tells him. And later he talks about like the, the baby murder he sees in his eyes yeah, he that said particular for, time. For about two seconds there, it looked like he wanted to kill me. And he ta- that's when he talks about the axe. So when Aaron's walking up the stairs, there's an axe in a tree stump. And Joseph asks him, did you think I was going to kill you with that axe? When you first saw it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, if not... The only, definitely the strongest foreshadow in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Now, did you notice the sign that they pass? It's like sewage. Yeah. It's like sewer water sign. Well, yeah, he's like, oh, water water sign. We're getting close. And then it says like raw sewage. sewage. (laughs) And they're they're like way up in the mountains in the woods. I'm like, that 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 didn't, didn't make any sense. Maybe that was put in there for comedy. Yeah, I think so. It was, it did make me laugh. Because like, where's the sewer line coming from? It, it, well, you know, mountain people, they, nah, they don't use the facilities. They, <laughs> they just they got leaves. pick their banjo with their wooden teeth. Um, next is uh, after this, um, you know, they, they, they kind of embrace in the water and it's bizarre. And they end up at a diner and he talks about pancakes. Joseph, oh yeah, supposed to have pancakes. Yeah. Supposed to have pancakes at this diner. Yeah, and and he does do one big foreshadow. You know, they take the little bath together in the stream, and he's like, "Oh, this is getting cold." And he gets a piece of chalk from God knows where. So he must and have been he, carrying chalk on him. And he and he in a rock, he makes his big heart, and it says J, J plus A, a <laughs> which is another foreshadow for for uh, a yeah. heart that's going to show up later on. Yeah, true. Yeah, that was setting that okay, up. Okay, so you're, nice work. You're, okay. You know, they're they're getting, it's not all improvised, it's their structure. Right. There's a framework that they improvised upon, like yeah. a chord progression, right? It's not all yeah. Miles Davis freeform. Yeah. There's a chord progression, they're improvising on top of it. But still pretty impressive, I think. Oh yeah. I mean yeah, it took two years and they hey, you know, two guys in a camcorder got into Sundance. Yeah. You do that. Or South by Southwest. Didn't you say South by Southwest. And Chicago International. Yeah. Now, no, they didn't get Sundance. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. It's still impressive. So they're at the diner, and, and Joseph asked Aaron, have, have you ever done anything you're ashamed of? And Aaron does the story about being a bedwetter. 
Now, I have to wonder, is that true from Patrick? From Patrick Bryce, is that a true story? Because if you're improvising that whole thing in the moment oh. about having an arm monitor and pissing yourself in the monkey bars, that felt to me like it was real. And the alarm going off? Yeah. Loudly, as he put it? I, I just think that that I've was I've never heard of, of that device, and why would you... I don't know. I think they have those for nighttime. Okay. Where there's an to wake them to up. To wake you up. To go to the to go to the bathroom. But yeah. not in the daytime. At at school. At school. Yeah. So he may have so, taken so that. So you're and assured just... complete mockery and just getting your ass kicked every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got the piss monitor. But... Well, yeah. You're going to be called some god awful nickname. Yeah. And and you have to get up and go to school every day. And the the. This is why Mark Duplass is I, – I really like this performance. I think it's <laughs> – and again, improvised or not, he – the character um, – his character shares things. Like this is when he, he shows that he yeah. took pictures well, of Aaron uh-huh. while he was arriving. Well, it felt like to me – and I'm almost sure if I notated it all the way through that each – he's just constantly ratcheting it up of how far he can push this guy yeah. and how far he'll go and go before he has to, you know, end it. So it's constantly getting a little more intense. Yeah. And then here he shows him, I guess. But he says, you know, I, I thought you would be less scared for some reason, like by my doing this. So everything obviously is, I think, 100% calculated from what uh-huh. we know. But he just, he he pulls it back and he shows his vulnerable side and it's clear that Joseph needs connections and needs a friend, aside from his terminal cancer or his brain tumor. Yeah. Yeah, and he could – and Aaron could chalk a lot of this up to what state the guy's in, right? He Sure. He's sure, only sure. got two or three months to live. Nobody's going to be so he's, normal. Aaron's got empathy, yeah. which makes him, I think, a sympathetic character. Yeah, yeah. But, he calls him kind – you have a kind face. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And but he, and you he's keep getting pulled back like, I am the fuck out of here. Everything yeah. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> it's too much, dude. Run. <laughs> but are you like, you know, do you think, would I be this good a dude? Would I literally yeah. hang with this guy? It's $1,000. He's already been paid. He's just thinking, I'm going to get this job done. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever weird shit happens, as long as I don't get it's one know, day. violated somehow by Peach Fuzz. Um, <laughs> You know, if this guy wants to show this fucked up video to his soon-to-be-born kid, that's on you, buddy. Yeah. Because think about this. If this is a real video that he shows that kid, this kid's messed up for life. That's my dad. Yeah. (laughs) Doing the scariest peach fuzz. Oh, Jesus. And so you talked about the, the jump cut from the diner, which maybe it was later in the day. I'm just trying to give it well, the benefit of the doubt. Well, they did say it. Well- I just think there was footage. I mean, they filmed a lot of footage. They did say that. Yeah. And there just wasn't anything that probably in between those two times that they needed to move this particular story yeah. forward. But it was just a really hard cut because they did say that he says, let me buy you lunch. They go through the whole pancake thing and, and you know, the shaming stories. Yeah. And then, bam, it's nighttime and they're climbing back up the stairs at the house. So here's my second iconic shot. And it's the cover of the film. Okay. When Joseph's character is up at the top of the stairs and he uh-huh. turns around and he's shrouded in in the shadow from the light behind. Yeah. That's a really iconic shot to me. Does he kind of holding his arms out type I mean, of just thing? Or standing just, just, there, standing there. just standing there. Just standing there. 
And it's, you know, like you see the outline of Jason, you see Freddy's glove, you know. Even the exorcist has a light in the background, you know, with the with the priest with the handbag. It's just you look at the cover of the movie and you 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 identify that with the shot in the movie and you're like, "Ah, I see that's yeah. why they did that." Yeah. And he's talking. Yeah. You don't see his mouth moving and he's talking about whiskey. And to add to that, he that's where he's trying to piece out. He's like, I'm going to leave yeah. now. And then this is- Aaron's trying to go. Yeah. This is Joseph's biggest challenge is to get him to come up those steps and come into the yeah. house. And he really has to play it hard to get him up there. He really he really yeah. talks him out of it. Because he keeps, three or four times, he's like, no, gotta I'm go. good. I got to go. It's a long drive back down the hill. So at this point, Joseph gets Aaron to come in. And I think to your point, yeah, he uses, he uses out of the kindness- his, he uses his illness. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to toast our day, you know, to cap it off. Yeah. One drink. That's what he says. One drink. One drink. Famous last words at uh, closing time in the bar. <laughs> a drink of whiskey. <laughs> Just come on over for one drink. And this is when Joseph starts to share a little bit more. And he's trying to do his <laughs> wrap up, but he, he mentions that he's wealthy and he wants to help Aaron. Yeah. Financially, which is another brilliant move by a sociopath and a psychopath to get him to stay and be intrigued because right. he's preying on the fact that Aaron's maybe down on his luck and needs money. Yeah. He's like, well, forget how we do it. We're just going to work it out. And I think that's an interesting move on like, you know, well, again, it, it's ratcheting up. You yeah. Know? They're, they're tightening the tension. And at this point in the movie, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is a crazy person who's going to murder Aaron? Where are you? Where's your yeah. head? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm thinking the same thing, yeah, it's, but it's still interesting, you know. And I'm and I'm really feeling that wolf mask. I mean, you know, because I, I didn't know about that got you the going. Peach fuzz being famous that got you in the gonads. Yeah, I, I knew that was going to make an appearance, and and it was just too good not to. Yeah. And boy, do they use it effectively. But the uh, the whole thing with um, the keys was. So yeah, and and what Joseph's trying to do is is get Aaron to stay. And did he swipe Aaron's keys? They don't show it, but yeah. So Aaron can't find his keys. And Joseph, you're you're my friend. I want you to stay. And then how he gets him to stay is crazy. You're above .08. If you drive now, you're going to DUI. Yeah. But this is (laughs) He had one swig of whiskey. Joseph says, I want to get something off my chest. Oh, this this is our incredible- Peach fuzz story, right? Oh, Jesus. Again, ad-libbed. <laughs> so these are the moments when you got to be like, Mark Duplass, what the fuck is wrong with you, fella? You are a creative, <laughs> sick individual. <laughs> because Joseph asks Aaron to shut off the camera. He wants to get something off his chest, but yeah. he doesn't want Buddy to hear it. And this is a this was a great bit of filmmaking. I mean, he sets the camera down, and, and so we're in the dark, and we're just hearing the you audio. You like this? Were you not annoyed by this? I liked it. Because Aaron shuts off the camera, but not the audio. Right. And he tell, and he says, is the camera off? And he says, yes. Yep. So that this entire scene is just a black screen. Yeah. I mean, nobody does that shit. That's, so, that's awesome. Did you watch it with subtitles? I had, At some point, I turned them on, Yeah. Um, I did just because for the podcast and the, it helps to yeah. not miss anything. Right. But the first time I watched this, no subtitles. I didn't know what I was getting into. I think that's probably, I always, 
I try to always watch it once, pure. Yeah. Don't no notes, nothing. Just sit back, relax, take in the movie and enjoy it. And then go in a second time, viewing it kind of technically, story and all that, you know, how it was written and yeah. So Joseph tells a story about how he's living with his wife Angela and the internet starts to get slow. Which <laughs> what the hell? It's two thousand <laughs> Well, they're in two thousand twelve then. We don't know when this took but place. But still you know, the they could have been on AOL dial up, right? And he's advised that the internet is slow, yeah, because his browser is full. Yeah, check check your browser history. And again, part of me is like, okay, this is suspect. Even in 2012, let alone 2014. Right, but it would have been. We don't know how many years past it was. Like I said, they could have had dialogue. Yeah, and he sets this up by saying, you know, um, the origin of peach fuzz was different than he said because initially he said his yeah. dad made peach fuzz. Yeah. Oh, that's. That's how he gets in there at the table, and he says, Aaron, I lied to you. Yeah. And then he just freezes on the track, like, now what? And, and there, there's a bunch of great shots of that, where they're still on Mark Duplass after he says something like that, uh-huh. and he's just staring. <laughs> Is this hard for you to watch? It's a little creepy, Ryan. Yeah. He doesn't blink. He doesn't blink, like Hall and Nightcrawler. And he, he tells a story about how... <laughs> He finds a bunch of animal pornography on his computer. Yeah. And he doesn't and mean not him. Animals on animals. He means people on animals. And so the the uh, the story progresses from here. And it's 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 a crazy story about how he he maybe assaults his wife. But do you think this is true? <laughs> in his life? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 not in his real life, but do you think he was married because it's revealed soon after that Angela is his sister. Yeah. But do you think he was ever married? Do you think all of that's a farce? No, it's all made up. The whole thing? Yeah. Even in care, it's his character. Make He's been making up stories this whole time. Jesus. Because yeah. I was wondering if there's some bit of him, oh. Joseph, being married before and things going south. But it's such a weird, specific story. And I, like you said, I think it's delivered well. Yeah. And it's just a black screen. Yep. And then it cuts right back to him, hey, buddy, kind of wrapping <laughs> up. And Aaron does a brilliant move where he's like, I got to get the hell out of here or find my keys. And you see him in the background making another drink. Yeah. And this is where Jess and I were watching it. And I'm like, did we ever see him drug the drink? And she's like, yeah. rewind it. Yeah, you I, clearly I saw see that. him do it. Yeah, I saw. I did see that. I didn't know what it was. We later find out it's uh, Benadryl. Yeah. So Aaron convinces them to do mm-hmm. another drink, and he drugs Joseph's drink, which is a ballsy move. Trying to get that. Now he had lost. He couldn't find the keys at that point. No, like his keys are gone. Yeah. So he's gonna search him. And that, for that his was the keys. Point. Yeah. Drug him, get his keys, and get the fuck out of there. The next thing you see is Joseph passed out on the hearth of the fireplace. Uh huh. And it's pretty brilliant. He's trying to get in his pocket. Yeah. And Joseph's like, you know, yeah. like wakes up and snores a little bit. Right. They did that a couple times <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Like, you know, did a turn when they're reaching in. But he finds a cell phone instead of keys. A cell phone. Right. And then immediately after he pulls it out of his pocket, it starts ringing and buzzing. <laughs> And this is one of those like heightened tension moments because you're like, okay, this is clearly a psychopath. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. So he goes into the bathroom. Aaron goes in the bathroom and answers the phone. And he's whispering. Yeah. That was effective. Yeah. And the call was for Joseph. 
from Angela. From Angela. And this the vo- this is the voice of Mark Duplass's real wife, Kate Azelton, who's an amazing and charming actress. She's super awesome. Oh. But the first time I watched the movie, I, I picked, I'm like, from the league, because they're both in the league together, but they don't play husband and wife. Like, she's married to Steve Ranazizi's character in the league. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to see them in the same show, knowing that they're a couple. And she's, but she's super charming, and her voice is pretty distinct. And I'm like, holy shit, that's really cool. <laughs> and then we find out Angela is not his wife. No. His sister. And and she says, you need to get out of the house right now. But she says it, you you need to exit the house. Yeah. She's so calculated. Yeah. She says, Joseph has problems. So she knows her brother's a serial killer and they I, just think, let him get it because they're rich. They let him. I don't know. I, I didn't it's know. It's not really that. explained, but not really. it is very calm, cold, and calculated. She says, the way just she go said ahead it. and exit the house. Yep. She's trying to keep him calm. That, yeah, that's Because he point. was pretty panicking. Yeah. A panic what whisper. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and here's another classic trope. So he, he gets done with the call. Right. He and goes I, back and in I, the I living saw room. This one, I saw this one coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did too. Yeah. And Joseph is gone. Yeah. But it was good. I mean, it's still like, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people that are like, <gasps> I It got me the first time. Uh-huh. It, it did. I knew he was going to be gone. It was just that next ratchet. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they are heightening, I think. Oh, yeah. It's you know? been tensioning up through the whole thing. Yeah. And and there's also a little humor. I, I found some, like, little bits of humor. Like, the, the, the Peach Fuzz thing was kind of funny. Like, it's clearly a dance that he made up. And he's, Peach Fuzz, ah, ha, ha, I'm your friend. I'm not going to eat you. But <laughs> here's the next jump scare is that Aaron goes out onto the balcony like looking for this guy. Yeah. Because now you're like, okay, this is a crazy person who's mad at me because I fucking drugged him. And now and now he's using the camera as his own eyeballs. Yeah. Which, which you had to – by this point, I think you're tense enough where it doesn't bother you. You but think it's funny. I would put that video camera down immediately. No, but I mean, he's using it like quick turns, like it's his actual eyes, and that you know you got to have a little suspension of belief right. there for that. But I, I, they're counting on the tension being to the point where yeah. you know they're using it as a device to scare you. And we get another jump scare, and Joseph has that monologue about death, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, with the most. Stone face, and he's but he's very sorry. Yeah, and he runs away again, and then he just bursts <laughs> off running down into the house. And this was one of the creepier moments for me. Oh, I, this this scene right here. You this, like this? This was it. Yeah, really. This, oh, that's cool. This was a this was gold. <laughs> so he's doing the the POV through the house. You know, the camera's turning like it's his own eyes, and, it, and he's it, going down the it steps. It takes a good while. Yeah, like he, he they're building it up, but it's not. Did it bore you at this point? Uh, no. It didn't bore me either. No, I mean, if people hated the Blair Witch, they, you know, they're probably going to have a little issue with this. But they get him down the stairs slowly, and you know, he's going towards the front door, and there's Peach Fuzz <laughs> backed up against the front door, blocking his way out, and, and him not speaking, not saying a word. And Aaron and, says, "Are you going to let me out?" And, and Peach Aaron Fuzz is slowly freaking out. Turns his head, no. <laughs> And then he starts a low growl. It, I think that was that was pretty. I'm getting uh, a little goosebumps yeah. actually right and now. And then and then the hip 
gyrations yeah, against yeah, the door. Yeah. And and poor Aaron's like, oh my God, I'm going to get fucked and then I'm going to get eaten. Okay, so, <laughs> right, fucked and eaten. So you having martial arts training, what Aaron does is he charges at Joseph slash Pete's Russ. Would that have been something you would have done? Because he's not holding a weapon. <laughs> yeah. And and if you notice, it's, Aaron it, is crazy tall. Yeah. He's way taller than Mark Duplass as an actor. It, it's really about all your where your state of mind can be at that time, right? Yeah. If if you if your mind goes with the fear, but you know? he charges at another person in front of a closed door. Yeah. And it was it just it was a complete because act of, of the desperation. Camera, and this is a pretty fun misdirect too. You don't know what happened. Yeah. So clunk, there's clunk, a mess. Clunk. Da, 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 yeah. da. And the next thing you see is a video of Joseph hauling three trash bags yeah. up an incline. Except we don't know it's a video right away. It's taking up the whole screen. I thought it was a video. You the know, quality. It just shows, well, the camera sitting there filming him dragging, dragging the trash bags. At first, you don't know it. So your assumption is Aaron did not make it. He's he's dragging the dead body he's, parts he's and he's filming himself there. doing it. Yeah. 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 And then Aaron starts talking. Yeah. And that was, I, I think, a really brilliant piece because uh-huh. the way they show the fact that it is a video, Aaron's watching it and Joseph sent it to him. Yeah. And it's just him with three large black trash bags and he just starts digging a hole. Yeah, not very well either. He he wasn't. It was really lackadaisical. It's take him a long time. He, he was rebel. digging that hole. Yeah, he was. And Aaron throws the DVD away, um, and so Aaron's back at home, which pretty sweet house. Yep. I liked his little. You his, know, if that was in like an little, LA house, little, little apartment there. Pretty, yeah. pretty nice for. A, yeah, and this is where we stay for the rest of the movie until we go to the park. Right, it stays right in his house. And Aaron is having bad dreams. And so what did you think about his, again, knowing this was ad-libbed, <laughs> his hot tub nightmare? I, I thought they were going to pay that off with, you know, the like he was a having- death in a hot tub or something? No, that he was having repressed memories from what happened to him. Between, well, he, he says he's what, having a nightmare of him and Joseph in a hot tub. Yeah. And Joseph is wearing the peach fuzz mask. Yeah. He's also wearing a peach fuzz mask, but it's a baby version. And he's yeah. a baby getting uh, a tubby from Joseph. And, and that sounds and gross. For you John Wick fans, a puppy. <laughs> a puppy? Does a he puppy. say a puppy? A lot. They say a lot, you know, he killed all my men over a puppy. Well, no, I, know John Wick. <laughs> I thought they said puppy in, in this. Uh, he but does. He does. I think he does. As far as a as an ad lib nightmare, pretty good one. Yeah, but I I was expecting that to get paid off. Like that was his nightmares were what actually happened to him. Because all we know is that he recharged the front door and the camera blacked oh, out. So he was like further like he subdued. Was, and he was he knocked was out and and he was suppressing whatever happened to him. They're in the hot tub drinking wine, and then and Joseph turns the blood. Pours the wine over his head. Yeah, it it's a. I thought it was Pretty like going to be some dream. some crazy thing that had happened to him, and and he didn't. Yeah, you know, it was repressed, but and that didn't happen. That was that like um, nighttime. That was one of the first times you see like a nighttime video that green look. Yeah. So, Aaron is still documenting what's going on. Yeah. Who wakes up 
in the middle of the night and films himself and talks to the camera about their nightmare. A narcissist. And see, this is the thing. In one of the interviews, Mark Duplass advanced that both Aaron and Joseph are both seriously damaged. Yeah. And it's going to be a weird out. Who's going to be weirder than the other? Which oh. is kind of how they approached it. Yeah, I, I, hands down. Correct. Joseph's the easy winner on Correct. that. <laughs> so now Aaron gets a delivery, a big box at his door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which. He was in the bathroom. No return address. The doorbell this rang. This guy knows where I live. Do you think a delivery guy delivered it or did, did Joseph deliver it himself? Uh, he did say the delivery guy dropped it off while he was in the bathroom, but he, but he doesn't know. Yeah. He didn't see him. So it's it's a box. Yeah, I mean, if you look for box. postage in any way, shape, or form, that would have answered that. Yeah. So I think it was delivered by Joseph. Uh-huh. And inside the box, Todd. This huge box that would have held a, a John Bonham's bass drum. Nice reference. Well, Bonham always had that enormous bass drum yes. to get the sound, right? That's right. See, I'm a Zeppelin fan. Ryan, not so much. They're overrated, but that's but fine. You got- <laughs> Oh, here we go. That's, <laughs> there's going to be a throwdown. But it's it's a huge box. In the fir- so the first yeah. thing he pulls out of it is a knife. Yeah. And it looks like a um, a kitchen, like a cooking like knife. Like the Ginsu knife yeah. from, from the midnight, you know, infomercial. So I was, I was perplexed by that immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think the knife in itself was a comic moment. Because it's like, that's yeah. not like a dagger. That's not... <laughs> It, it's it's like a, a choppy a knife. murder knife. Yeah, it's like a choppy knife or something. And then he pulls out another DVD, right? Over a puppy. I can't. I can't do that. That wasn't even Russian sounding. Oh, you're doing like I a, was, that over was a puppy. The uh, John Wick two. I just watched it last night. The Baba night. Ganoush is coming two. after us. The Baba Yaga. Hey. Yeah, I watched hey, two and three back you to back. John Wick's a puppy. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Those are good movies. With a pencil. I'm guessing I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Joseph coming back. Oh, and so yeah, we there's just a, went off the rails. There's a, a DVD. He puts it in. Yeah. So this part got me that we have this enormous box. Was that a spiritual moment for you? No. Got me in the sense like, what are you doing? He There's an enormous box. He pulls a knife out of the top. He pulls out um, the DVD. There must have been a copious amount of packing peanuts in yeah. there. Yeah, and and doesn't look any further. I mean, everybody would dig through the box to see what okay. else is see, in there. See, here's where we differ. There's no fucking way I would dig deeper. There's a severed <laughs> arm in there. There's somebody's but brain. But he wasn't even curious about it. I I wouldn't be either. I, I'd put, he see, puts the DVD in. I had an issue with that. And, and Joseph's character is apologizing. He says, I understand how the previous video I sent you could have been a little made, made you a little perturbed. I'm thinking, sure. Yeah. Well, he was in a rough headspace and he wants to apologize and he wants them to be cool. And he said, Did you check in the box for the third element? That's when I'm like, there's a fucking head in there. There's no well, way. I was like, how did he know he didn't dig any deeper? Like there's a fucking camera in the house. I I think that he knows but it's a pre-recorded dvd so how do you yeah or or if he already had it who cares right if he yeah he did say something like if you haven't located the third item the third item yeah Yeah. and the third item is a little 
a baby. A wolf puppy. A little baby stuffed animal wolf. Yeah. And it's really cute. And that's when that that's when he goes into the thing about stabbing things and, and him recalling that Aaron, when he scared him, had murder in his eyes for a little bit, but it was only baby murder. He he hadn't developed it yet. Yeah. Which again is Mark Duplass bringing it back. And you're like, oh, maybe this guy's all right. <laughs> yeah. In a way. Yeah. And he, he tells him there's a surprise in like, the You puppy know, there's form. something really wrong with that guy. But again, the way he does these videos, and that had to be all ADR. And Aaron Patrick, the actor, was looking at a blank screen. Yeah. And was reacting to nothing. And I think did a really good job. Yeah. Not easy to do. Because Joseph says, look inside. You know, it feels good to stab something. Look inside for another surprise. Yeah. And what did you expect was going to be inside this wolf? Not what he found. <laughs> now, I, I was like, don't do it, man. <laughs> do not. And this is when you were like, don't do it? Don't cut the wolf open. I was like, don't don't go to the bottom of this box. I thought there was a bomb in there. But, you know, <laughs> I would have called the bomb squad. Well, he does. Like, when he gets the box, he taps it. And he kicks it, yeah, it a that, which, bit. which is what you do if you're worried if it's going to blow up. Yeah, you know, you kick it and you know turn on your microwave and your phone sure. just to make sure <laughs> yeah. it's not a bomb. Because <laughs> it, well, it clearly wasn't heavy enough to be a bomb because it only contained a DVD, a knife, and a stuffed wolf, and, and a, a shit ton of packing and styrofoam. a lot of and a lot of styrofoam peanuts <laughs> or whatever was in there. Some of those fell out. Yeah, they were on the the oh, there were? puppy. Yeah, he was oh, brushing them off that. the puppy. Okay. So inside of this stuffed wolf, <laughs> he takes the knife to it. He, no, doesn't he, doesn't he? He pulls it open with his hands. He doesn't. St- he doesn't stab it with a knife. Okay, because he tries and he's like, uh, he does. He, he starts with the knife. He try, yeah, and maybe then he like cuts the stitching hands. and then then peels it. And he finds a little gold locket, inside. necklace. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Just like the heart that was drawn on the rock. Sweet, and it says J plus A forever. Yeah. And and he's got Duplass's character has this interesting monologue about wolves and about how they love deeply and sometimes they just get confused and they kill the people or they kill who they love. They get angry and they murder. And again, then you're like, uh oh. Yeah. He's describing himself. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And then he gives this big sob speech about basically he's suicidal and he yeah. just wants to he's lonely. a friend. He just wants, you know. Well, this is in the fi- that's in the final video. So now we have Aaron sleeping. Oh, you you're get, right. You get I, another right. cheap jump scare because he's up. He's like, I've been sleeping pretty good lately. And then a bang. Yeah. And again, I didn't mind it. I thought it was great. I love the way he went through the house because he's terrified, right? And he's just, hello? Hello? Yep. Joseph, is it you? Yeah, and and then and then he's like he's saying the words. He says hello three times, and then he says lights, 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 lights and he's and he going through. He's talking to himself because he's petrified. Well, and he's talking himself through it. It was brilliant. Like from a direction standpoint, or, or director of photography, I don't, probably probably didn't have one. But he's standing in front of his door. Yeah, he's got the knife that ironically was sent to him. Yeah, and I knew this was coming. But he's standing in front of the door. Standing in front of the door, and he moves away from the door, and yeah. there you have, and the and the camera is still in the bedroom on his nightstand, but the way facing out through the door into the living room, bringing in the front door. I and they looked left at the scene there. forever. 
the way Joseph Mark Duplass was standing. Yeah. I don't know what he did. It's the creepiest shit. It's the stillness. But because he he, he was so, like he, he was like, like Jason. He, he did something with his face. It, it was really effective. <laughs> and then Aaron comes back, and you see Joseph. Like if you didn't see it, if you didn't see him there, yeah, he, he then did he runs when he, away when again. he dove. Up, yeah, when he made his run move. So <laughs> questionable choice in a horror movie. Aaron goes to the front door. Uh huh. Opens it. Leaves it open. That's the one problem I had with this. Like. Don't do that. Well, he's using the cameras as eyes again. But lock the door behind you. If you think there's somebody out there, don't open your front door, explore <laughs> the neighborhood for a minute, and then go back yeah. inside. And he, and he looks left, looks right really quick, you know, like scary look. Yeah. Goes down a dark alley on the side of his house and then finds the garbage tipped over. His garbage is disturbed. Yeah, which is going to come to play in the next video. Yeah. But he says, damn kids. He thinks it's the kids and goes back inside. Does he say damn kids? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, ad-libbing. Damn kids, raccoons. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Those L.A. raccoons, man, I tell you. So I find it impressive that he's able to go back to sleep after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we see his camera is still on, which I find interesting. Is he doing that for security? Or yeah. he forgot to turn it off, maybe? I don't know. We're, we're beyond the point of, like, thinking of it being as part of a documentary that he's filming. Yeah. It, you've just accepted that you've kind of gone to and maybe that's filming a, the, a play the movie to, itself. to his loneliness as well. You know, he's interviewing himself, and he's how, talking himself through the process. How about, how about this? It's his Wilson. Because why isn't he in fucking therapy? Yeah, it's his Wilson. Wilson! Well, yeah. So he's talking to. And, but to work, to process what he experienced, you either need professional help or you're trying to do it yourself. But he's sleeping. The camera is picked up, which again, very effective. Yeah. And this is, I did laugh at this and I don't think it was intentional, but um, Joseph's character is clearly in his house and he reaches in and he cuts a lock of his hair off. Yeah, and films it with his camera. Right. He, Did you see the arm though? I read that in the <laughs> trivia. Oh, really? Portion of it stood uh, IMDb. Out to me. It stood out. Oh, to you me. caught it live? Yeah, yeah. yeah the first it's, time. It's too. like a big hairy arm, <laughs> like a black hairy yeah. arm. Yeah, like dark, cl- dark hair. Clearly not his arm. And after this, I, I think it's kind of interesting. Another video is left. Yeah, right. He's like, this is where I sleep. And the it says window. the final video, yeah. but it's the screen has been broken, right? Yeah, right next to his head where he sleeps, the screen was cut and the DVD was slid through the screen. So at this point, if this is you, do you call the police? He do had you move. Had he already called the police? On, Never mentioned. He does call the police. And he says, thank you. I'll sleep really well tonight knowing, yeah, you don't remember oh, the yeah, police? He does. Call? He yeah, did. that's before this. Well, yeah. That's right. But that's it. I'd stay with a friend. I'd move. (laughs) I'd leave. Change my name. Because this is a clearly motivated person who has access to my life. Yeah. In a scary-ass way. And, like, you and I both have short hair. But we'd probably notice if somebody cut some of it off. Especially after, you know, what he had just went through down the dark alley. Yeah. You know. 
I don't know. That, that's funny. And maybe he's tougher than we are. But <laughs> the final video, again, is the video where Joseph's character apologizes and says, yeah, he's burned every bridge, he's lonely, he needs a friend, and he's sorry. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say on the last one, but thank you for no correcting me and telling me it was the third one. It sure is fine. Absolutely right. That's why we're here for one another. <laughs> we, we, we lift each other up, just like Joseph is trying to lift up Aaron. <laughs> Again... But Mark I, Duplass brings it back. Yeah. My it, my favorite part, though, is when Aaron's like, the hell am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Like, because he's so kind and has such a conscience. He's like, fuck, am I just going to let the guy yeah. off and himself? Says, or am guy, I going to- This guy is so sad. Try to save him. Yeah. And so Joseph has asked Aaron to meet him yep. near the Heart Rock. He calls it the Heart Rock. Yeah, it was at something park. He names the park, yeah, and he's filming it, and says at this bench at eleven a.m. Yeah, you do you go? No, not without a SWAT team. <laughs> you're rolling. You're I'm, rolling I'm in packing, armed. I'm packing heat. Yeah. <laughs> now, why? Why do you think Aaron goes? Because, because he, he, he does. He doesn't want the guy. To, he doesn't want. It, he doesn't want it on his conscience if the guy well, kills himself. The guy's himself. dying anyway, as far as he knows. Or do you think Aaron's like, this guy's full of shit? He's lied about everything. Yeah. I think by this time he realizes that there's nothing wrong with Joseph the guy. Because Joseph never admits to lying about the cancer. No. Does he admit to lying about it? Yeah, he he says, I lied to you once in the yeah. in that one point. And then he tells the bestiality story. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Animal pornography. Yeah. That that made me He's laugh. Like, I, hate I raped to say my it. wife. <laughs> um. So Aaron agrees to go, sets up, I th- again. Oh, decides to go, yeah, because he yeah. has no communication with him. Sets up a camera in the distance, and he says on the, on the thing, I'm videotaping you, and I have my phone set to speed dial to 911. Is that right. a thing? I did not make any sense to me. I guess you just have to press one button instead of three. Yeah, sure. And, but, See, you know, and you keep With your- today's phones. <laughs> I have to enter in my stupid ass code. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is is that a big axe that you got in your hand? And so, what are your thoughts on this kind of what you think is a closing scene? Uh huh. I I love the way he did the slow motion. He being uh, Peach Fuzz. <laughs> yeah. However, he identifies with that mask on. Well, yeah. And um, and I like that they address the fact that he didn't turn around afterwards. Because you're like, no way he doesn't know something's going so on Aaron's, behind him. So Aaron's sitting on this bench. Facing the water. Joseph in a trench coat and the peach fuzz mask and an axe slowly yeah. walk up. And he takes those out each individually. First he just walks up and stands behind him. Yeah. Out comes the peach fuzz mask, puts that on. Aaron doesn't move. And he's right behind him. You got to hear something. Yeah. And then the axe drops down into his hand from under the coat. And then he does a Clint Eastwood move, like with the poncho. You <laughs> Super know. slow. Yeah. He's got a trench coat on. He flips the trench coat like he's going to, you know, going to give him a tombstone there. And then up comes the axe over his head. Now, the thud of that axe yeah. was very compelling. Because it was in the distance. Just like yeah. the scene was, because the camera's in the parking lot. Yeah. 
And that's what made it so effective. It wasn't loud. It was like this distant thud. Yeah. And then the way he ripped, which had to be a sponge axe, right? He rips it out of his the top of his head like it was stuck, which it would. And and it was yeah, that it was very effective. Really, really got me. Yeah. And again, another neat move where you next see it's Joseph watching the video of him killing Aaron and him filming himself watching the video. <laughs> and he 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 just is whimsical about the fact why didn't you turn around? It's yeah. because you're the greatest person on earth. <laughs> and you'll always be and my you'll favorite. You'll always be my favorite. So that's an indicator that he's done this before, like you said. He said, you believed I was good. And, and I don't think that's true. I think Aaron just was a good dude. Um, but you're the favorite of, of them all. And then the end of the video that Joseph is watching, he scares himself. You see that last, like, he's like, ah! And he's like, ah! Yeah. I don't know if he did that on purpose for fun. Like, because he is taking the camera after he's killed somebody, and he must go up to it and then go, ah, in that, in that camera. Yeah, it's like he's making his own movie. You yeah. know, it's like he's finishing up his own documentary or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Which we find out when he gets back to his house yeah. and puts the video in the closet that there are many, many, done this a few many, times. many victims. And his name is probably not Joseph because he's calling his next person. Yeah, he's and on the phone with him. His name is Bill at this point. And just to, to tie it all up, his last line is, see you tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so this this was a super fun movie. Did you like it? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you got you to gotta be okay with the Blair Witch style uh, uh, yeah. stuff, you know. And if you're not, you know, you might have some issue. But, hey, again, I say... Get two guys and a camera and go get yourself into South by Southwest. Yeah. And and Mark Duplass had a name for himself by then. But what pushed this over the top is, so I mentioned Jason Blum. You know Blumhouse Productions, the horror? Yeah. So this is when they were shopping this movie or they were showing it to people and they said, darker, darker, darker. And Mark Duplass asked Jason Blum, if you'd take us the extra way. And... So Jason Blum made his millions and millions and millions on Paranormal Activity. Okay. A found footage movie. Have you seen it? Yes. Found footage. Long time ago. Made for $15,000. Made nearly $200 million at the box office, and that put Jason Blum on the map. Um, Wow. So it it took Blair Witch to, you know, it knocked it off its pedestal. Yeah. As far as cost cost to make money. Same thing. Because I want to say it was like, a million and a half. And paranormal something. activity was scary as shit. Um, there was a great article on Mark Duplass's 2015 talk at South by Southwest. Um, and it's amazing for indie filmmakers. He, he gives you all these great tips. Um, and Mark Duplass, back in this day, had a deal with Netflix. He was an early adopter yeah. of Netflix. And he says he credits Netflix for the success of Safety Not Guaranteed. And he's with HBO now, so he's yeah. he's, just, he's reeling it. Yeah, in. he's doing well. Um, Creepers released in tandem with the Overnight to put Patrick Bryce, the director, in the spotlight. Yeah, and that was their whole point is to to raise him up. And Mark Duplass and his brother Jay, they try to work with indie filmmakers just like Bloomhouse does. Yeah, Bloomhouse is a horror company. They'll give you a movie. They'll give you five million dollars. That is it. 
You make your movie, you do not go over budget. Isn't that what it was in that show with uh, Damon and Affleck? They would give the director- Project Greenlight? F- yeah. yeah. They, wasn't it like $5 million, I think thing? so. I think it was. Yeah, and the first movie that they did was a horror movie called Feast. Feast. Great movie. Which you got Henry Rollins in that. You oh, got, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in his pink sweatpants. <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah, I think that's all. So, yeah, the movie was inspired by Craig, Craigslist and other character-driven dramas uh, like My Dinner with Andre, which is a great movie, Misery and Fatal Attraction. But it's kind of cool to see that, like, Mark Duplass and Patrick, who are known for sensitive character pieces, yeah. made this horror thriller. Yeah, they met through the nanny or his yeah, Patrick. Wife- Brian uh, Patrick uh, Bryce was their nanny. Yeah, his his wife was the nanny for. Yeah, Mark is it Mark Duplass? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and then they they hit it off and had, you know, and it would just went from there, and they ended up making that movie together. Yeah, because he likes to work with, like you said, I first feel time like filmmakers. If we made a movie, it would be this movie. This is how we'd do it. Yeah, like we just film ourselves. Well, the problem. one I yeah, the one I wrote is like this, but it's I had to shelve it. It's too. It's too teaching people how to do the wrong thing, so I decided not to. Well, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. There's plenty of them out there. I, I could, yeah. I, depends I, on the intention. <laughs> so, um, reviews for this movie. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to go strong both ways, you know? Yeah, I mean, it. it's, it's one of those movies. Yeah, and, and it's the, the found footage thing that polarizes people. Yeah. Because after Paranormal Activity, Jason Blum says, everybody and their and uncle sent me their found footage ideas. He's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and even with this one, when Mark Duplass came to him, he kind of rolled his eyes like, fucking A, I fucked found footage. But Jason Blum found something kind of interesting in it and yeah. in how the characters were, were done and how far he could push it. Yeah, I... I studied the the Blair Witch a lot because it was in the style that I was writing at that time. And the last broadcast, have you ever seen that? Because that's the movie that everyone says inspired the Blair Witch. Yeah. They they say, I don't think they claim that it did. But if you've ever got, I remember I got a copy on VHS and watched it. And um, that was pretty intense too. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Blair, Blair Witch had the benefit of early internet. And they had that whole internet campaign. Well, that, the marketing was the brilliant part of that Blair Witch. you could be like, oh, wow, this was real. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of people went into that movie thinking it was real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's made, that's what made it good. And I saw it in the theater. And, and that last scene scared the shit out of me. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. And yeah. the little hands on the tent. I mean, really, really pretty brilliant. And And you go back to a movie like The Lady in the Lake. I don't know what year it was, 1930 or something. And it was filmed in that perspective. You are the detective. You're a character in the movie. It's like the Humphrey Bogart movie, Dark Passage, where the first, almost half of it, is filmed from the first person. He escapes from prison, and he gets a, a plastic surgery as a makeover, and it turns into normal when he gets the bandages off. Oh, that's brilliant. So that stuff has been going on for a yeah. long time. Again, folks, you get a plethora <laughs> Of extra oh. movies, you don't just get the movie that you're signed up for. You get well, you get at least a dozen more. <laughs> All right, so reviews. These are IMDb reviews. I've got two bad ones because there are two really good bad ones. <laughs> bad in, in how well they're written. 
Oh, aggressive? So here we go. Number uh, number one review. Uh, one out of ten. It's titled Stupid. <laughs> Do not waste your time. This has to be the absolutely stupidest movie ever. From the first five minutes to the end, dear God, an hour plus of our lives will never get back. How in the hell we ever made it through other than the sheer comical nature of the film? So sick of these fake best horror movie in a long time reviews. This is the poorest excuse for a scary movie, unless you're a snowflake. Jeez. That's not Snowflake. What if somebody started listening to this podcast and started it right there, and all they heard was your rant of about that. this movie? Yeah, I mean, you That'd do be that so well. That'd be tremendous. Yeah, it would. It would be like Orson Welles in, uh, in the War of the Worlds. Do not waste your time, <laughs> guys. Guys, I want my money back. Even though I saw it for free. <laughs> Brought is, to you by Christopher Walken. <laughs> so this is a one out of ten. I want my money back, even though I, I saw it for free. Now, um, this is a, I think, a real review, but a very, um, it, it's got to be fake in a way. So just bear with me. Okay. I want my money back, even though I saw it for free. This was an unwatchable, boring piece of cinematic diarrhea. <laughs> Shakespeare. Just let that let that marinate for a second. Is that a At no point in me? this film was I entertained, scared, or sitting on the edge of my chair in suspense. My favorite part of this movie was when Aaron got the axe to the skull, ending his own misery <laughs> and freeing him from having to appear in a sequel. Fuck you, dude. He's in the sequel. That, that was Ryan commenting. Yeah, yeah, that was just me. <laughs> Mark, you need to put away this silly idea of yours that you're a horror writer and go back to writing dick and fart jokes for a living. It's the only thing you seem to be good at. <laughs> also, I think this movie gave me cancer. I hope you're proud of yourself. Love, Dad. P.S. Call your mother already. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I know. When it, when I got to it, all all I saw when I do these reviews, I, I look for just ridiculous words. Yeah. And the first thing I saw was also I think this movie gave me cancer. Yeah. And you're like, oh. and then I'm like, love dad. <laughs> P.S. Call your mother already. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, also jokes on you, reviewer. It, he didn't write this movie. It was ad libbed. So suck it. Uh, and our, our positive review, 10 out of 10, amazing acting, amazing acting, splendid scenario, perplexing plot. So it got some alliteration going on there. I love somebody who uses the word splendid. Yeah. Besides in their coffee. Yeah. Splendid. Splenda. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Hey everybody, don't put splendid in your coffee. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Creep it causes is, cancer. Creep is a nerve-wracking film. Now, I I, I kind of worry about this reviewer. I don't think that they have their their mind on reality very well. So you'll see what I mean. Okay. Creep is a ner- Creep is a nerve-wracking film that keeps you on the edge of your chair. Don't watch it on your couch. Just watch it in a chair. Mark Duplass molds the film with his ludicrous smile, separating fiction from reality. 
is just not possible. Indeed, the film left me in doubt. Is Mark Duplass Joseph in real life? Or is Joseph Mark Duplass? Or does the man behind Mark Duplass and Joseph not reveal his true identity, as he is the indeed the monster presented in the film? <laughs> and what about his victims? Who are they? And what was their story? This film leaves you with so many questions. Questions that need answer. Wow. So you know what came to mind was <laughs> the guy in um, Midnight in Paris that uh, his wife has the affair with because he he acts like he knows something about everything. I, I, not, I'm not saying this guy is that way, but just the way he was wording things, that that's the guy that came into my... Interesting. You, you know what the scene I'm talking no, about? No, I don't. And, right, and I don't so know that movie as well as I should. Luke Wilson? Yeah. The blonde one, right? Yeah. Yeah, not Owen, Luke. And, uh, or no, Owen Wilson is the blonde one. Sorry. Okay, so it's Owen Wilson. Uh-huh. And, boy, I'm drawing a blank tonight. The, uh, oh, God, everybody's screaming at me right now. The girl, his wife, is... I've only seen it once. Oh, God, it help me. make a huge impact. Mean Girls. Um, Lindsay Lohan? No, no, the other one. No, she's not in Mean Girls, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm is done. hot podcasting, I'm ladies and gentlemen. I'm dying here. Um, American Beauty, maybe? No, it's not her. This is this is let's uh, anyway. go through all movies that girls so, are in. Go. <laughs> so his wife, I'm gonna. It's gonna hit me like a ton of bricks. This is. I'm trying to get the uh, emailers to fire up on me. You know, the, is that working? Yeah. So his wife has an affair with the other couple that they're friends with in Paris. There, um, but her husband just kind of, you know, pontificates and uses good language and stuff. But he's not really. He's never really done the stuff. Right. And for some reason. When you were reading that, his face came to mind. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Not that you know, I'm not talking down on the on the writer of that article or not, but for some reason that popped into my head. And by now, her name should have popped into my head. Rachel McAdams. God, Todd, how can you not? That's okay. She's not, you know, super mainstream. No. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She wasn't in uh, Sherlock Holmes or anything. She was in both of them, in fact. I know. Why didn't yeah. I think of that one? See, it's hard when you're in the She's one of those on the spotlight. You know, she's good. She's kind of she doesn't always stand out a yeah. ton. And maybe that's why she gets cast the way she gets cast. Yeah. But she's really great. I think she's awesome in everything. I've well, that was her. brilliant how you came up with her name, Ryan. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, internet. <laughs> so, um So you dug this? You'd you'd recommend this movie? Yeah, with that caveat of the the Blair Witch style of shooting. Are you going to watch the sequel? Yes. I think you should. Yeah. I think you'll like well, it. Well, it's when you type in C-R-E-E, on, yeah. uh, you, know, you get that far on your search on uh, Netflix. Yeah. Creep 2 comes up before Creep does. Yeah. It's because it's more current. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. Again, uh, Duplass loving nudity. You're going to see his dick. Oh, well. In Creep 2. You so still, enjoy that. Yeah. You're, you're trying. Is that supposed to inspire? <laughs> yes, it is. It's I don't it, it's, see his dick. it's it's a it's a really crazy awesome scene, and he it, it it takes this. You would think, how could you do a sequel to this movie? They tee it up for a sequel. Yeah, and what they do, and again, I haven't looked into how improvisational the second one is, um, but it's a 
kind of a different idea. It's plausible. Yeah. He, All I saw was a girl was involved. Yeah. He is tremendous in it, I think. That's just my opinion. Um, and right. He's created a real fucked up, awesome character here. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll do it. Well, I'll, thanks I'll for in. watching this movie with me, Todd. Oh, as always, it was a blast. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. If you have any thoughts, suggestions, a little independent podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. And Todd. Yes, Ryan. We'll always have Monty Doro. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? You'll love it. It's just a little bit. Love it. It's just a little You'll love it. It's just a little independent. You're going to love it. It's just a little Like I'm introducing a movie to you. Like you're about to. Oh. Yeah. All right, so yeah, like, yeah. Just a little independent.